everybody. Welcome to Brain Shampoo. I am Rob Fiorandino, and I'm here with my co-hosts. She's back, Topeka Pangarkar. Hey, Topeka. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. I'm very happy to be back today. I apologize and, uh, for missing last week. I know I disappointed a lot of fans, particularly <laughs> uh, the one that listens every week. <laughs> That's good. And the laughter you just heard is Lewis Hout broke up. Hey, Lewis. How you doing? Hello, Rob. I'm doing well. Awesome. Uh, so how you guys? How are you? So you guys just said you're doing great, of course. But uh, what's new? What's new and exciting in your lives? It's the holiday times. Are you guys? Are you guys? Uh, what are you guys doing for the holidays? Ooh, that's a good question. Do you guys celebrate Christmas? Kind of, uh, kind of. It's like the thing that keeps showing up each year, and uh, we don't have any uh, religious affiliation or anything. And we now get lots of questions from our six-year-old of like, "Hey, what is that symbol that we see in various yards?" And we're like, "Well, you know, some people believe this, some people believe that. What do you think?" And you know, she kind of goes back and forth. So we have a conversation now these days. It's not just about okay. lights and trees. Um, I think I'm definitely more into it this year because uh, things seem harder to. Uh, be optimistic about. I think there's more optimism happening slowly but surely, I think. And so I feel more inclined to be like, hey, let's go look at some <laughs> displays and yards. Believe it or not, we did that last <laughs> night, driving around, looking at a map of places that have been marked, saying you should go check it out, some bigger and better than others. But uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, that's my extent of it. That's a delightful I Christmas tradition. Yeah, we used to do that every year. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not, well, I am religious, but I'm not Christian. So, uh, but I still used to, we did that just for fun. Every year we'd go see, um, I think it was like called a Casa Home Tour. And they'd light up all the really, really fancy houses in Sugarland and Houston. And we would drive around these super fancy houses with like an entire, like outside completed with all this gaudy lighting and then after that you could walk in and do like an open house and inside it would also be like all festively decorated wow that's yeah, intense i think they, they gave the money to like some sort of charity mm-hmm. and so you would just go and sometimes was it like a competition food. too i think it was yeah you voted on the houses that you liked the most and there were like certain neighborhoods so each neighborhood could actually like each house could compete like opt to compete. Cool. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, long story. We, de- we definitely, we definitely celebrate Christmas. I was raised as a Christian, and I don't really practice Christianity very much right now, if at all. But I do practice Christmas and giving presents and getting presents is very fun. And we are planning to get together with my son, and he's he's quarantining himself for a week here. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually looking for, you know, for us, it's more of a, an excuse to get together with family and it's not so much a religious celebration. So gotcha. So, sounds like you guys kind of treat it the same way, maybe. Oh, definitely. It's on a, on a non COVID year, it'd be much more family involved. And so this year it is much, 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 much smaller, including we'll have a zoom call on like Christmas Eve with like extended people. Sure. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, so Zoom Christmas. Um, uh, and, you know, I could kind of see some of that continuing after, too, because not you don't always have to be in the same place at the same time, I think, especially yeah. as people get more far flung. And I wonder if that just might become more of the norm and then you just have more intentional time with who is nearby uh, or not. 
but and there are some people maybe you don't want to see in person too much. Maybe you just want maybe only maybe the best experience you can have is a Zoom call. It's like, oh well, I gotta go. Um, you know, somebody has to make a call and I have to get off the internet. So see ya. Mm-hmm. Think of it like a blessing. I love it. Maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Haven't done it yeah, yet. What 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 are your holiday family traditions, Topeka? Oh man, my parents are very my dad is anti commercialization or some something of that nature. Excellent. He doesn't believe in Christmas presents. He believes in oh my. like giving gifts randomly, but he does not like okay. the fact that big box stores like take advantage of us and all that drama. Okay. That <laughs> so is a lot of drama. Uh, we never we never exchange presents except this year. I convinced my parents to get me a Christmas present, but they don't understand how it works. So they've asked <laughs> me what I want. Uh-huh. And then they bought it on Amazon, and then we I got it before Christmas, and so now I got my oh. Christmas presents already, and so they don't get it, but it's okay, because Mitch's family super avidly celebrates, so this is the first year where I'm getting, like, presents Ooh. from their family, and yeah. so it's really kind of scaring me, because I was told that the most lavish presents are the Christmas presents. Oh, boy, yeah. And so, exactly. so are you exactly. planning on kind of, I mean, you've I mean, I'm assuming you're familiar with the tradition, you know, the kind of Christian traditions of putting presents into the tree and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you have yep. friends growing up and all that, of course. Oh, for sure. So you're but fully, fully versed on what it is, but your parents aren't apparently. Well, my parents, I think everyone knows what it is, but like a few people actually do it. And Mitch's family does it like actively. Like yeah. his mom, I think, spends like spends a lot of money on Christmas presents. And so now I feel a little stressed because I don't know the dollar value. It's just, it's, it's stressful. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. And, so it, it, and people get, people get, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Any suggestions from y'all would be much appreciated. Oh, I see. Suggestions. <laughs> that's yeah. That's another part too. It's like people, it's people like, Oh, what do you want for Christmas? It's like, well, you know, if I really wanted something, I probably would have already bought it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, Less pressure, to... less anxiety. Sounds <laughs> <That's> good. <right. laughs> exactly. Now <laughs> I have to think of something that I've wanted for a long time, but for some weird reason I didn't buy it. Uh, just give See, me that's, money. <laughs> that's what I really like about adult Christmas. It doesn't exist. It's like I have adult money, and if I want something, I go get it. And exactly. I don't wait you know, one year out of the, or, you know, if I count my birthday, the two days where I'm guaranteed to get something. So it's harder to be like, yep, I was really putting off that thing that, oh, well, no, I already got it. Never mind. Um, Oof, boy, I really need a pair of underwear, but I'm not going to buy it just in case somebody gets it for me for Christmas. No, there's, that's, so Rob, you bring up an interesting thing. Those things that we use all the time that we do wear out, like underwear, like socks, that Honestly, I am not very good about actually replacing myself. It requires somebody yeah. else noticing that hole and saying, <laughs> oh, yeah. you need that thing to be uh, replaced. And I'd be like, oh, it's still good. There's any holes on this side. And, uh, you know, but then when you do get that as an adult, you're like, oh, that's so kind. You noticed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, Pika, also, it's the things that you want, you need the most, like socks and underwear that people right. who you don't know super well aren't going to get for you anyway, no, right? Well, right? But no one's going to be like, what size do you wear? Are you, a, you an extra yeah. school? Do you, do you go to Target? Like, you know, it's, it's weird and personal. So then you end up getting some useless gag gift that you wouldn't use, <laughs> and then you end up re-gifting it. Like my mother re-gifts and keeps all the bags, and then before you know it, like, anyways, that's my <laughs> <word>. <laughs> 
This sounds like a definite moral <laughs> quandary. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do. How about I, other I things? Agree. How about other things around Christmas? Do you guys like have big meals, cook a lot, uh, make cookies? Well, so Lewis, I hear that you are into baking, so I want to hear oh, sorry, more about I that. Sorry, here I should have. Yeah, segue well. Bell. Um, yeah, there we go. Are you planning on doing any like holiday baking tradition treats, giving out to neighbors and such? Uh. I don't know about a whole lot of it. So when I said earlier before we started the podcast, I've been getting into baking. It's more about the mindset of the baking. It's about being really present as I'm putting together any simple or not so simple item, either be baking or cooking uh, and uh, really getting into the sense of what is the thing I'm creating less about how many things am I creating? So I've really noticed just that shift in my day to day uh, relationship with uh, developing or concocting the various things that I probably make all the time. I just think about them differently. And uh, it's more of a it's, a, it's a very good, as we said, segment from one thing to another if I'm making some kind of uh, consumable item. So I don't have any traditions. I haven't, I don't think we have, well, maybe we like put together like a care package of like, I guess some cookies or something that we've done before. I don't think we're doing that as much this year um, because we're not seeing people. And maybe that's a thing. Maybe we have to let me, cause like you, like you bring something to share at a meal. Like we don't have any of that happening this year uh, for a lot of reasons, obvious reasons, hopefully for folks. Uh, but so I'm rambling now, but no, uh, that's, that's the extent of it when I've gone so far. Well, I mean, I, I agree with that. I don't think I'm baking as much. I used to bake a lot for my operators, but then because of COVID, I stopped doing that. I mean, I obviously don't have family in in Charlotte, but this year I was actually thinking about doing like a New Year's holiday cookies and then individually wrapping them in a way that is kind of COVID friendly. Um, oh, but nice. I don't know if people will want that or whether people won't want that because, you know, COVID... Can it get through food? I know people say it can't, but, you know, I don't want to give anyone else concern. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not really you sure. Could, you could I'm maybe, like, you could, I suppose you could just make it available to, it's like, hey, I baked some stuff, but then you'd have to leave it somewhere public. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and we have issues with leaving stuff public places because multiple hands can touch. Yeah. So I'm actually debating, like, putting it on everyone's desk and then just being like, hey, this is what's in it. This is, I made it and like deciding, I mean, I'm not going to see them throw it away if they feel uncomfortable, right? They can just toss it if they don't feel good. I won't, I won't be upset by that. So maybe, maybe that's the course I'm going to take. Couldn't you also just leave it for a couple of days and then come back? Like let it, you know, air out essentially, if that's someone, (laughs) someone's concern. Except wouldn't the back, except would, uh, yeah. I mean, the virus isn't going to live that long, right? However, other bacteria might. <laughs> well, I feel like cookies are pretty low um, intensity. I mean, I'll probably take some extra mm. precautions. I'm going to tie my hair back. I might even wear a mask when I make them. But they're going to be baked. So anything that, it's I mean, true. it's going to be in 375 degree Fahrenheit. It's not like a salad, right? So mm. I, I don't anticipate COVID will last on it. I don't know. but Also, so the thing I think about it, if I got a cookie or any kind of item from someone and I felt anything uncomfortable, I wouldn't be uncomfortable, though, about the gesture. 
that's where I think it's really more about, you know, it's the thought, I think, in lots of ways. So maybe I don't consume your item, Topeka, but the fact that you left me a cookie says so much more. That's how I would appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd have the same reaction after I completely wolfed down the cookie. <laughs> I think so. I think most people are going to wolf down the cookie because we do work in a facility. So I think the cookies risk is a lot lower than the fact that we're all like in the same yeah. place. You're all sweating on each other. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what your, your factory looks like, Topeka, but I'm imagining like there's a decamp. Uh, I don't know, like a um, a sanitation zone that you could like put it in, like uh-huh. run for three turns. Sure. And now it's ready. You know, something out of that kind of future. Yeah. I kind of think of it as more like a garbage compactor from the Death Star, you know, where the snakes live and it's completely, no, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, Lord. You know, you might actually be closer, Rob. (laughs) So who is, then who is C-3PO in your plant who's like trying to shut it down as people are being crushed? Oh gosh. I don't, I'm going to be honest. I, I think there are very few people that are going to take that risk. I think most of them are going to flee, but um, <laughs> there might be, there might be like one or two operators I can think of that would be like, all right, I'm going to take the initiative. Mm-hmm. They're the, they're the same operators. I would not be concerned with um, about eating my cookie. They'd probably eat my cookie. <laughs> um, I just right, love. I, I want to go back to what Lewis was talking about. Cause yes. you talked about cooking kind of as a, I don't know, a a meditative moment or a mindfulness kind of activity. Talk to me more about that, I guess, because that's what I'm kind of interested in. Sorry, you're asking me that, Rob? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, So it started, and I don't remember if I mentioned this at the last time we all chatted, but uh, the Great British Baking Show is something I recently started watching. Uh, something that I never would thought I would be into because I'm not interested in competition shows. I'm not interested in food, really. But for some reason, this really got to me. Uh, and so it became this whole way of understanding what I was like putting together. And so in the times where I'm working at home, my family's around, we have virtual school at home, uh, my wife is working from home, everybody's at home, right? Uh we're really fortunate that we have three levels, a basement, a main level, and a second floor. So we all kind of have our spaces throughout the day at various points, but then we all kind of come back, right? We end our certain days, and then now we are transitioning to our evening, or that's how it mostly feels. Doesn't really feel like a break. It's not like I'm actually coming back or coming home from something or going somewhere. And so I really felt like this was a mind shift for me to say, all right, I'm gonna put together this meal and I'm going to leave behind what I just left downstairs. And wherever I'm entering up here, I'll be entering that after this has been created. Uh, and so I'm really good about saying, ooh, that feels good, brain. Let's keep doing that. And so let's not overanalyze it, but I do. And then <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just go into this space of like, I don't really want to think about it too much and what this means, but I like it and I'm going to try it. And doesn't mean I'm doing things differently. I'm just thinking about it differently. And that makes really all the difference or has so far. It does seem like a really good activity for uh, kind of immersing yourself in, you know, because it's got lots of different textures and feels and smells and tastes and a lot of brain in- input activity going on. So it seems like it might be good for that. I don't know. Dabika, you have a lot more experience at cooking and baking than probably either of us do. For sure. Or, how do you think about that? 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I have more follow-up questions actually, because I, Go for it. I mean, we all take, we all take food, uh, the way that we interact with food differently, but what is it about the great British baking show specifically that you liked above <laughs> like any other show? The reason yes. I asked is because I absolutely hate that show. So I'm, I'm, just wondering, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, what is it that made you feel kind of like it was a in the moment present sort of deal? Yeah. Yeah, because they all kind of suck, but they're all great. The contestants on this show are not professionals. Like, they're dropping stuff. Things are dripping. There are soggy bottoms left and right. And they're not actually competing. Like, nobody wins anything. They're like, the final best baker gets um, a cake stand. It's like there's no cash <laughs> money involved or, like, you don't get your own bakery open up on, you know, such and such streets, you know, for a year or whatever. No. It's like they're all just like, oh, that didn't work out. And I just saw, like, this level of non-competitive baking with folks who, like, were just doing it because they enjoyed it. And I... <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm not a competitive person or I don't really like watching competitive things. I like being competitive with myself. And I saw myself being that kind of person in that environment. And just like, it's only about me in that way. Gotcha. So you don't want to bake badly. You just, you want to be kind of in the moment. But what if you're, what happens to you when your meal turns out where like you bake a batch of cookies and they burn? Do you feel angry or do you feel like, hey, you know, this was an activity. We did it. The result was not so good, but I enjoyed the experience. I am definitely about the experience. I would rather have a story at the end than a success. Whoa. Wow. That is... Yeah, both, both Rob and yeah, I are... We're both, like, we're both like, who is this alien human being we're talking to right now? Wait, Rob, would you agree? Or, or oh, no, I'm with you, Topeka. I'm a much... I'm a very competitive person. I want it to turn out good. I want to... I want everybody to be happy because I'm a pleaser. I want to make people happy. I want people to Same. enjoy the food I make, right? The, for me, the joy of the experience is in getting a result that is good. And it's not mm. because I'm competing with other people. It's because I want a good result because it makes me feel like, wow, I took these crappy ingredients and I <laughs> made something beautiful out of it. If, it. if it turns out burnt, then I just proved to myself that they are indeed crappy ingredients and I couldn't do anything with them. <laughs> so it just makes me really sad. Like I put in all this time and all this effort yeah. and the result is like subpar. I mean, I will cry. Oh yeah. I mean, Mitch, I'm totally Mitchell with you. Me. Yeah. Totally it's, with it's you. I, I don't think that I would, but I get so emotionally invested in the outcome and it's not because I'm trying to make the best batch in comparison to, you know, my friend or like my aunt or whatever. I'm comparing myself, but it's like, man, I didn't do my best and I feel I feel bad about it. So it's nice wow. to hear this, that you're all about the experience. Maybe that's why I hate the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm wondering if I would like the show or not. Why do you oh, hate man, it so much, so Topeka? Bad. They're so bad. Why? Yes. What, what's, yeah, Lewis has been <laughs> talking about, Lewis was talking about this last week after we finished recording. And now oh, I want to hear the other, I want to hear the other side. What's the dark side of the bake so of the baking state of mind? They're just really bad, and I don't know why they're excited about being bad or why they aren't more. <laughs> I mean, they're just bad at baking or cooking. Yeah, they're just bad at baking. Like oh. the bottoms are mushy. Like exactly what Lewis is saying. Like no one's competing for anything. They're just like it's a nice day outside, and they're like in a tent. <laughs> and they're just, it's like, not. Baking. It's always raining. <laughs> well, 
it's, it's all always England. raining. I mean, come yeah. on. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, it's always raining. <laughs> but it's like outdoors. I'm to our friends in England, we know it's not always raining. Prove us wrong. Seattle. <laughs> wow. So you just hate it because they're just bad at baking. And you want to, like, get tips and stuff from it. No, I hate it because they're okay with being bad. Mm. Like, there's no... Boom. This is getting deep. I love yeah. it. So... And everyone I know loves this, but I just feel like, you know, you shouldn't feel okay that the item that you put time and energy into for wow. not bad. You should want to improve and like you make it better. Enough is what you're That's saying. Exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I, Goodbye. I'm, I'm saying that you're you're enough as a human being, but that product yeah. was not but enough. I need to watch it. <laughs> I, your your display today makes me think of you as less of a human. Honestly, <laughs> it makes me question everything else about you off camera. Yeah, because your attitude is so lazy, fair. Like. Yeah. If your attitude was, hey, I actually feel, because, you know, you watch these, like, top sh top chefs and, you oh, know, yeah. I don't know. All highly these competitive. Highly competitive, but it's because they know that they want to make something beautiful. And there's something in that when you're so disappointed in yourself because you knew that you could have done something better. And that is, like, there's a beauty in that. And realizing that this is where you went wrong and this is, like, what you could do to improve versus, like, in in the British baking show, great British baking show. It's just like, everyone's like, all right, well, it fell. All right. <laughs> oh, Next. Wow. Like, yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing else. There's, they wow. just go about the day. They don't feel bad. Or maybe it's just me pro projecting because I feel so bad that I want to watch I... other people as emotionally invested as I am. So maybe that's another reason why you like this because you also are about the experience and they are as well. Yeah. I think I just don't want to project uh, a level of performance in almost everything that I, I I watch or that I do myself. Like I want to examine what makes it feel more successful or more rewarding, especially on the what feels more rewarding part. Uh, maybe it's just like the point I am in my life. It's like I am not going to be anywhere trying to be perfect at every, anything and uh, don't even think that exists. And so if I'm going to strive for that, that's going to hold me back from actually trying things. And so that's where I'm at. It's just a, I want to try something. And if I, it's, I had this joke the other day that isn't a joke with my therapist of like, you're only curious about things that you're curious about. And like, that's exactly right. I'm only curious about things that I am curious about. And so what I become curious about doesn't necessarily become the thing that I want to do or be the best at or be myself the best at. Just I want to get curious about it, see what happens, and that and that curiosity, that exploration is is enough of a, an experience for you. You don't need it to be. This is going to be something that's going to make me a better uh, member of my family or a better participant in the world or something like that. Well, yeah, until someone I cares about, I care about, then like they say, oh, your your stuff is shit. Then you should you know fix it. Otherwise, we're not <laughs> friends anymore. Wow. Um, wow. Like nobody hmm. I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be changing quick. Well, well man, I don't think it's because oh, I have to watch this show. Yeah, you 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 really do. But I, I, don't I do. It's me yeah. being uh competitive in that I want it to be perfect. It's me really wanting to create a good experience and ultimately I want to eat it. So if it's mm -hmm. bad, I can't eat it. 
So I think that's the most disappointing is I put all this time and energy into a burnt thing that I now can't eat. So I would say it's more selfish than anything. If it helps, uh, it runs in my family and I have it too. I have a poor sense of smell. And so I oftentimes consume food simply to be uh, sustained. No. And so I can eat the the same thing over and over because it accomplishes the basic nutrients that I need in order to know that I'll be satisfied until the next (laughs) feeding time. It's been like that in my entire life and it runs in my family. Like I have a long line of people on my mom's side who don't care much for food. They like it when they eat it. They will eat what's in front of them, but they're like, yeah, I don't have a lot of flavors or a lot of interest. I have interest when it's in front of me. Yes. But on my dad's side, it's complete opposite. Like food isn't, you know, a sport over there. Um, (laughs) I mean, uh, my dad doesn't shop and the ways that you would like shop for a week, he wakes up and decides what he's going to have for dinner that morning. And that's what he'll think about with everything else that he does. But he like shops for a day at a time. And so now COVID makes that very difficult. So he's had to dramatically Mm. shift. And I know that's been a challenge and I'm sure he's adapted, but that has been how it's always been or how like, and then my mom's the opposite. Like, what are we having? Like, sounds great. And then that's, that's where I am. Like, that's just as, uh, so even the, the idea of like taking time to develop something to eat is a pretty radical change for me. Oh my God. I'm so excited for this growth that you're going to have, Lewis. <laughs> I, I'm truly like, I, I can't imagine the world that you live in where food is not like I grew up hating food and I, that moment when I decided that it tasted delicious and I wanted to make it, it was a pivotal moment. And so I'm excited for you to experience that moment. Like I'm excited for that moment where you get really pissed off that your food was burnt. It's going to be a good feeling. I'm sure it will. And I'll have a great story about it. I'm you sure. will. You will. You'll be like, and I was baking chocolate chip cookies Sunday morning. It was a foggy day. And it's going to be great. It was a dark and stormy night. Exactly. Like the great yeah. British baking show. That's right. Well, I can't wait to watch it. That's going to be very exciting. But we're moving on right now to what's been good this week. So we've all, we've actually had a couple of weeks. Well, Topeka, you've had a couple of weeks to build up good things. So let's Correct. start with you. What, what's been good for you this week? Um, well, I got this little Arduino kit, which is like Wait, what? something. Yeah, it's it's called an Arduino. And it's a self-starter kit. And you can buy, like you can buy the starting kit and it teaches you all the things with, um, with uh, circuits and how to make little projects. And it's oh. supposed to be for children and middle-aged, like, young aged people but i guess you know i decided i wanted to buy it and i've been kind of playing around with it it's super cool and i realized i didn't know anything about circuits until like i didn't even know what a pcb board was and i'm 25 and majored in chemical engineering so (laughs) i am excited about that so i've been having fun so that is something that you bought as an adult with your own damn money with my own, it was a hundred dollars. I bought it, and I did not look back. It has been nice. it's given me so much joy. That's awesome. That sounds wonderful. What's it called again? Now, it's called an Arduino. Look Arduino. it up. Arduino. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, what about you, Rob? What's been good this week? 
I oh I know what's been good this week. Um, yoga. I tried yoga for the very first time this week Ooh. over the weekend. Wow! And it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I've always kind of not done it because I'm kind of allergic to exercise most of my life, and I'm like, my back's gonna sore. We should try this new Apple TV uh, exercise thing that they've got, and we tried it, and it was really fun. It's like uh, it's like these little televised, you know, pre-recorded classes, and they kind of work you through the stuff, and it was really fun. So we're gonna Zan and I have been doing that to get my wife and I've been doing that together, and. uh yeah, so that's been really good. I enjoyed it. Do you guys do yoga? Have you ever done yoga? Wow. No, yes, I have done yoga. My mom actually teaches a class oh, there Tuesday you mornings on Zoom at 9 a.m. Oh. So I would send it to you if you are into yoga. Wow. Well, send it to me for sure. I don't know if, I'll, I don't know if that time will work for me because I'm working, but I would love to oh, see that. Oh, you're working. Right. Yeah, I'm also working, so it doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> is it like two-way Zoom where she gets to look at you and the camera as you bend over and look ridiculous? Or Well, she can. You can also turn off your camera. I think the okay. idea is that you can look at her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's the idea. But yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, I'm guessing you've also done yoga, Lewis? I have. I started doing yoga. I did yoga for the first time almost 11 years ago, actually through work. We had this thing back when we had an office and back when most of our staff was in Minnesota. We started doing a Friday morning yoga thing um, in our conference room and I kept it up. And so I will also actually claim that as my what's been good this week, believe oh, it or not. Awesome. Um, I tend to get more into yoga when there are... Uh, I don't know. It's less enticing to be outside in cold, windy days or just colder days uh, when there's not many things to go to, it feels yeah. like. So yoga has become like the very, it's a practice of, for me, not only uh, some exertion, but it's also very meditative, the style that I really like. And so I keep it up. Um, I've been keeping it up and I've, I've, I really enjoy it. It's, it's just one of those it's it's a very personal, non-competitive exercise. So I really <laughs> True, like that is. aspect. Um, <laughs> so is it something that is, do most people just do it like once a week or is it kind of, is there are the people that do it like daily or? Daily. I find, yeah, I think daily is really good. But here's the trick that I've discovered is, so again, for me, it's like I can get really interested in something and do it for like a long stretch and then give it a huge break. Mm -hmm. What I find really successful for myself is if I don't go so fast and I really focus on different uh, exercises throughout a stretch of time. So I don't feel like, oh, I have to hit this one every time or every yeah. week. So uh, I also think about I, what I've gotten better about over the last few years for sure is really doing some more targeted practice. Uh, so like if I feel that I'm a little more stiff in my back, then they'll, I'll, I'll focus only on that. Uh, so it's like, it's a practice where I'm probably not actually standing up as much as opposed to a more, uh, you know, swift practice. And then sometimes I just really need to like get something moving more. And so that's what I love about it, where you can really decide what you want to work on. And there are so many free access, accessible places to like get those exact things you're looking for, I've discovered. Um, so I, I keep hearing like, get on your mat every day. I don't, make it to my mat every day uh -huh. but i know every time i do i always feel better about it i could really relate to that too because i definitely try a lot of stuff and dive in way too deep way too fast and then give it up yeah and i think my mom always says the routine is more important than the frequency nice mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. That is good words of wisdom to end on here today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you guys for a great conversation as well. Good night, Topeka. Good night. Good night, Lewis. Good night. And good night to our star listener, Uncle Rom. Stay hydrated, everybody. <laughs>